Alright, let me start. Ugh, come on, Super Brew. Right. Three, two, one. Good evening, or morning. No, I need to start that again. Hello, and welcome back. Okay. God, every single time. Three, two, you went, one. Like, you wouldn't have probably done this before. Yeah, I know. Oh, God damn it. Okay. Literally, <laughs> you have one job. Yeah, I swear, it's going to be the intro every time I'm fucking this up. Okay, three. <laughs> Adam, why can't you just keep the same intro and, like, replay it? Uh, I don't know, because... Uh, okay, three, <laughs> two, one. Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to Elite Rugby Banter, the most banting place uh, in the podcasting world. Uh, I am your host Adam and I'm joined as always by my triumvirate of rugby experts. I, I just kind of steer the ship like the Titanic. Uh, ben, who's here? How are you? I'm well and you, Adam? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Matt, how are you? No, I'm not too bad, thanks. Good, good. And Alex, Sorry. how are you? I'm very well, thank you, and thank you for having me on. Uh, it's always a pleasure. I wouldn't know what to do without you. Gentlemen, uh, what a weekend. <laughs> what a weekend of Super Rugby. Uh, tons of tries, tons of controversy is what we like. Scott Higginbotham got sent off, so standard. And the Lions put the Yagi Artists to the sword. John Mitchell's Bulls, the revolution has begun. And uh, so much more. Aren't you stoked that, that full-on Super Rugby's back? It just makes the weekends that much better. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. I feel, I feel I feel my weekends go so quickly now. It's like, <laughs> and then suddenly it's like, yeah, oh, suddenly it's Sunday. Oh, oh. But it's good, it's good to have it back. Yeah, is so, your so weekend broken down into forty-minute segments? Yeah, man. Uh, and I played golf this weekend. I had no hope. Like honestly, I feel like it was Friday like forty seconds ago. Yes, no, it's uh, that that is true. But even better, I have even better to report our Super Brew. We we're currently cracking eighty-nine percent. Compared to the average of 73%, our margin accuracy is 6.9 versus the community's 10.5. And if it wasn't for the frickin' bills, we would have had a grand slam point. We would have had a clean sweep. But I have a feeling... But we, mm. we are nowhere near on the bills, though, were we? No, we, we picked the Canes mm. to win by... Like, 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 we didn't even talk about the bills perhaps winning, so no. I don't think... I, I'd, like to, I'd like to say that I was just talking about the unpredictability of it. So I, I kind of felt... No, I can't claim any credit. We picked the Hurricanes to win by 12. <laughs> oh. Mac, you picked the Bulls by accident, didn't you? Yeah, I I didn't realize I was clicking on the Bulls and not the Hurricanes. I was clicking on the home side. I wasn't paying attention. So I technically had Bulls by 12. So Jeez. my margin's a bit out, but somehow I got the right result. Yeah, that's different. And then the Sunwolves picked. Did it work out for you? Look. Yeah, no. Actually, I, want, I must check what I was on. No, I wasn't even on the margin. Oh, oh, really? So you, I think you, you've got you've got to be the only person in the world who picked the Bulls to win and didn't get a grand slam point. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, no, that, that's a problem with being contrarian. Like, occasionally you get a nice big "I told you so," but most of the time you just fuck up your super brew. No, <laughs> yeah. you just look. Mine wasn't even on purpose, which is the worst part. So I can't even be be all proud and say I told you so because, as I, I was quite open about the fact that. I just clicked on the wrong team by accident and then realized that once I clicked lock pick. So, yeah, let's not do this. I don't think I'm going to do it on Sunday again with you guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel we're good. I was, I, was, I was ready for a nice big I told you so to you and Alex on the Stormers, Adam. But <laughs> I, I, um, I, yeah. I was rubbing my hands and then fucking hell, what happened there? Well, let's, Jeez, okay. no, yeah. Well, let's, let's, yeah, I guess that, let's start with it. And I, I must admit, Super kind of makes, turns you into a real dick when it comes to South Africa teams winning. It was drawing. I was actually thinking about my Super Brew and, and it wasn't a great game to watch anyway. And then thanks, the Stormers pulled through by throwing it at the end. So I, let's start there, guys. I know everybody's shitting on the hooker. Um, I actually can't recall his name. First of all, he's the fourth choice hooker. And whoever's in the lineup yeah. stuff that up. Uh, I think Robbie Flick must have thrown his head into a brick wall or into the change room wall. Like, how? Uh, how do they mess that up? And, and they were crunching them. How do you, why, why are you throwing six ball in that situation? Like, that's your, like, least... Just throw two ball. Like, worst case scenario, your ball's yeah. a bit shit. At least you win it. Yeah. Who was calling yeah. it, by the way? Who was calling it? Do we know? 
The lock generally um, calls. Yeah, I know so, the lock generally calls, but I wasn't really paying attention by that point. Uh, at that stage, I'm guessing it would have been Chris Van Zyl. Hmm. Am I wrong? Uh, I don't know. Either way, they just they've completely pawned it. And the worst part is they were eating them alive in the scrums. I actually almost felt sorry yeah. for the Waratahs, even with Ramon Samuels, who doesn't look like the best scrummer, with Kitsoff and Lowe. There. I'm sorry, sorry. Ramon Samuels must be a good scrummer because he no. must be good at something. How else is he justifying his place <laughs> in the side? Well, he didn't well, throw. He didn't throw the crappy throw. To his credit, he yeah, benefited yeah. by not being there. Yeah, he threw. He threw a few so, other so crappy throws. Yeah, so game. Alex was saying last week how Ramon Samuels' lack of presence during critical fuck-ups is somehow becoming his biggest selling point. Well, it's two for two. <laughs> yeah. It's two for two now. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but you know what they say about dispensable. Like, they can't afford to take him off the field. No, but yeah, you know, yeah. you know what they say about true leadership though. True leadership uh, is almost about as much as not making decisions as it is making decisions. So in his own no, way, he... Ramon Samuels is a leader. And <laughs> I mean, Kitsoff was outstanding. Lowe is outstanding. I, I generally felt the Stormers were uh, better overall. That they seemed to be more. What's the word? Street smart and controlling the game better, but somehow they contrived to lose. Look, Israel Flowers try. Um, who was who was the fullback that he pinched the ball from? Maybe could have got. Uh, it was it wasn't it was Willemsa, I think he was coming across. Okay. He was covering. Uh, yeah, but Flowers try class. Fair enough. Uh, Hooper got through a gap. But Fitzpatrick, I know it was Hannigan <laughs> who scored at the end. Shame. Raymond Rule got run over, but I'm not going to blame him for that. He tried getting low and he just got bounced by a player with momentum. Yeah. It, it's the problem with getting bounced. Like, if you have good tackling technique, you're actually more likely to get bounced. Yes. Because, yeah, you... It's a, it's a weird, like... Because if you sort of go in there just kind of with your arms flailing, hoping to grab the guy, it's very unlikely you'll get bounced. But you obviously you won't make but a guess, very positive tackle. So it's like a... Yeah, but doesn't that only apply, like, if there's quite a big weight differential? Because, like, for Raymond Ruler, like, for him... If he'd gone in high, if he hadn't gone in with like a technically solid um, body position for the tackle, he st- he still would have stood no chance, right? Because his center of gravity would have been too high. Yeah, um, I guess so going, was on going it. low was his best chance. Like if you're a bigger player, like if we ha- if we had someone like a I don't know Quibus van Veek, for example, mm. like that kind of a right winger for the Stormers, <laughs> he could had he could stand a chance against um, against like Israel Folau just by standing up to him and just you know impact. Well, geez. Um, just to stop him in his tracks. Well, Van Dijk scored a, a real poacher's try after Duvenacher's little chip over the top. And he did pretty well to stay in field and get I that think, try. I think that was more luck than judgment. It was, yeah, it, was, it was totally <laughs> luck. I mean, it was still good. I mean, he still got himself in the right position. But um, I think he was as surprised as anyone else that he actually managed to get it get it done clear of the touchline. Yeah, so uh, I think that the bottom line is... Over the touchline, but at that point he, he was out. But then he didn't have the ball at that point. And yeah. then, like, when he caught the ball, he just happened to be in. Like, yeah, oh, five, five, five points, <laughs> five still... points, man. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was it was good vision from Jovanacher, um, whose name I think I heard mm. pronounced about six or seven different times by the commentating team. Oh, yeah, um, and uh, who was it? There was, another, there was another player that they just couldn't get the surname right. I, I could like one yeah. time it sounded French. Then it was Dutch Huguenot. Well, <laughs> well, I know in the Sunwolves and Brumbies, they were calling Labaskahi Labasconi. Oh, the whole yes, time. it might have been him. <laughs> this is... which, which was just, I was just worried that there was some sort of political scandal going on in the field or something, or some woman was going to get stolen. Um, <laughs> but coming out of the game, SP Maria, he kicked like a demon. Everything went through yeah. the middle of the post. Uh, Damien Willems' injury is a big low point. Apart from the Storm was pawning it, he, him getting injured, and George Whitehead, who looks an underage fly half. He looks tiny. Look, the shirt. I mean, these shirts are skin tight, and there's still gaps for his arms. Because his guns are too small. Yeah. That's what I noticed. I thought this guy looks super uh. junior. So I wonder who's going to play fly half next week. Really Whitehead. They might move Lades there. Uh, but they, got, they do have a bit of depth out wide. SP Maria kicks already. It would make sense to just uh. stick him there. So I would there. I would definitely if I was him I'd definitely move Leeds there, mm. um, not least of all because he's been pretty ineffectual on, on the wing. Yes, exactly. Um, and exactly then exactly. bring back Sinatra, mm. um, or, and then I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd much rather do that. Um, but before I did anything with that team, I would drop JJ Engelbrecht from the squad altogether. Um, <laughs> in fact, I think they should just leave him in Australia. I'm sure he can hook up with a local club team. That might be a bit more his speed. Um, yeah. 
because I just I cannot bear the sight of him playing in that back line. He was bang poor. If I was EW for you, and I would have been a bit, a bit upset. But for you, cut his hair. Maybe because he was so bleak uh, about being dropped for Engelbrecht. I saw that he has cut his hair, and I'm kind of worried that's going to affect his play. Yeah. I often cut my hair when I'm down. <laughs> 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 All right, so I mean, we'll just look overall um, before we move on, move on to the next game. Stormers deserve much better. They screwed it up, and, and when we get onto the previews next week, it only gets gets harder. And and the Waratahs were not that impressive. So I think the Stormers missed opportunity, but thankfully the Ben gloating factor was avoided. I'm quite pleased. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't want me to become some sort of prophet out. Walk around wearing robes and shit. No, exactly. You just completely overrule a collective super pick and just say, no, guys, I call the Stormers. We're going to go with what I go with. That's, that's <laughs> We've got to back ourselves, guys. Yeah. I've got a feeling. My, my toes are tingling. Uh, well, uh. Let's, let's move on to the Heart of the Blues. I was stuck at work. But I think, Alex, you actually managed at least to watch this game um, somehow. Yeah, if anyone I work with or four is listening, then I, I unfortunately was only able to catch the highlights afterwards. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but if they're not, then, yeah, I watched it. It was a good game. A <laughs> um, little bit scrappy, but um, just like end-to-end action, it was actually really exciting. Like every time either team had possession, you felt like they were looking to make something, like or to create something. Hmm. So there were a lot of opportunities for both teams. I think, as sort of as predicted, um, the Blues struggled by virtue of having a far, far weaker pack. Hmm. Like obviously their backlines chock a block yeah. with with stars, and it's great. But if they don't have the platform, then it's not going to help them very much. So, oh. yeah. So, Ben, can I just jump in there and say Bryn Gatlin, who we would, mm. who we were kind of touting yeah. as a bit of a weak link, really stepped up. So, like, yeah, he yeah. was great. Yeah. And funnily enough, like Augustine Pulo didn't actually do very well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I was really surprised because it's exactly really the kind of game. Pretty much avoid Gatlin. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and like, I, I, I thought it was exactly the kind of game where Pulu would shine. Mm. But he just, yeah, he wasn't wasn't really that effective. But yeah, really good game. And I'm trying to think if there was any sort of clear highlights from it. Rob um, Thompson's I try, Gatlin, I think, is Rob uh, Thompson's two tries. Uh, um, I'm just trying to remember which Rob one. Was it the second one? Yeah. He went through uh, Tom Franklin, uh, offloaded it, offloaded to him in midfield, and he just cut through the gap and yes. gassed it for 40 minutes. Yeah, that was really good. Um, Naholo, but disappointing. Oh, Akira. Two tries as well, yeah. Kiri only. Yeah. Um, I, told, I told you, what did I say in the Blues preview? Year of Akira, it's happening, guys, mm. it's on. Mm. And he pulled over. Yeah. He, he ran over, I think it was Aaron Smith for his first try. That, that was always That's always nice to see from the highlights. <laughs> yeah, whenever you just see the little scrum off. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was a little upset, to be honest, because I've, I've had him in my fantasy team for the last two years, and he's done absolutely nothing no. for me. In fact, I dropped, I dropped him at one point last year. And you know, one, one game for Ben against me, and he's getting doubles, so very unimpressed. <laughs> Alex, Alex, fantasy, fantasy rugby is about timing. That's true. Yeah. Life, life is about uh, timing. All right, well, um, Highlanders, I wouldn't say worthy winners, but we got that pick right. As our margin call was six, and they won by seven. So we, we almost uh, almost nailed that on the button. I think the the Blues ran out of gas, and I was mm. I was speaking to someone, and they were saying the Blues are a sixty minute team, which. That's, that's been true is, for years. Yeah, I've never, years. Like I've never seen, I've never seen the Blues close out again. Like not since the long ago days of like Carlos Spencer and well, they like, didn't that even kind close of out games like that. They just had like a forty-point lead from sort of half time and then just sort yeah. of fucked around. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. they haven't beaten the New Zealand side in what's it? Many, many fixtures. Over 15, <laughs> 20 fixtures. Like it's a lot. They haven't beaten another New Zealand side, which is quite surprising given the firepower they have. So it'll be very interesting to see. What happens next week? Uh, then the other game on Friday was, oh God, uh, the Rebels versus the Reds. Scott Higginbotham doing us proud, getting a red card. But I, yeah, after that red card, I also felt that over the rest of the weekend, a lot of people got away with a lot, I'd maybe say a lot worse, even, after that red card. Well, overall, that, that red card changed the title of the game. The Rebels just simply ran out winners. Jack, Jack Depresini, who could not crack a call-up in our fantasy draft, had the game of his life. Just... Scoring tries, kicking conversions, and it, it's the first time the Rebels have ever scored seven tries in a game in a, in a Super Rugby. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. It must be the most points Rebels have ever scored in a game. <laughs> it's up there, definitely. I think it is. I think it's the. They said I think it was the first time that they scored seven tries. <laughs> first um, time uh, they yeah. scored more than eight points in a game. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was 
<laughs> be as entertaining as the Highlanders Blues game for completely the opposite reason, being that those two teams are just so completely inept. It was it was like watching Laurel and Hardy. There was one point where the Rebels were up 15 against 13 because Higginbottom and Tui were both off the field at the same time for a while. And they still couldn't score a try and from a rolling scored. ball. And Karevi got a try. Karevi scored eventually. He scored eventually, but it took them like five minutes or something. Oh, God. <laughs> and like they had a rolling ball against like 13 men, you know, like, and they fucked it up. They, I mean, Yo, I, they, said, I think it was, I think it was Moneyball Ulysses. You just like literally just dropped the ball cold. <laughs> for no reason like, oh, it was like they just couldn't bring themselves to excel it was his first awesome. super rugby start you just give him a little bit of time he'll grow, he'll grow into <laughs> it he's still got 26 points as well which is solid for a prop so I know we're dipping well, a little double dipping that's before they count their tackles yeah because my props oh, are on true. like fucking 4 and 6 or something uh, I, so. don't know. I, ch- I was trying to check his wow. tackle, tackle stats during the game at work, because the New Zealand Herald site, they run the Optus stats, and he had like one tackle. And I'm like, shit, man, this is no good. I need five from you <laughs> per game. You're meant to be like all action, but yeah, I, I have nothing else further to say, but uh, look, Dan had a pity. Nice little intercept try, uh, running away, showing his class, and the Rebels should get better. And uh, how's Will Genia on his return to Australian rugby? I like that he had a knot. Not seems to be coming into fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Will Genia was honestly the only player on the field who actually looked like a rugby player. Oh, he's yeah, no, I have to agree. Like he he was he was a complete general. Like half, half the time he would just skip Higgity actually and just make these amazing <laughs> straight from the base passes, putting people in. Honestly, with without Genia, I don't even think that game would have finished. The ref would have just been like, "Fuck it, this is a shit show. No one's enjoying this." Oh, you right. got, got to feel sorry for Nick Sturzaker. He is not a bad scrum off, but a guy like Genia just comes in and uh, no question, Genia must start. And when he plays for the Wallabies, I know when he wasn't playing for the Wallabies, they looked a heck of a lot worse. Same as when Free Dupree played for South Africa. Even when he went into sabbatical and whatnot, came back for the World Cup, even then, even though he wasn't at the peak of his powers, he's still head and shoulders um, amongst the best scrum halves we had. Well, Genia is the same. Just a true class act. But uh, maybe it's possible because he had his hair in a bun, which uh, I know Dylan Lades had that. I think that maybe even impacted his performance. His hair's better when it's flowing, you know, going streamlined. That's, that's kind of my opinion if you're talking about hairstyles. But overall, disappointing from the Reds. I'm sure Brad Thorne, a coach that big like you had, Ackerman does carry a bit of authority. Yeah, you're definitely not looking him in the eyes afterwards. That's for damn sure. <laughs> okay. I think I think yeah. I think I think there's probably going to be at least 23 fully grown men just sort of. Shuffling their feet on the ground, digging, playing with the grass, not looking up for the next uh, until it's probably about Tuesday. Someone will make eye contact with him at practice. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he just has them running laps and silent for like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Just like <laughs> oh fuck know. yeah. Um, what's that? What's that other one where you go from try line to try line to ten, try line to oh, twenty? Oh, yes. suicide. 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 Yeah, suicide. Uh, that's definitely Monday and Tuesday's practice. Just. Yeah, you, you know, you know when you used to, when you used to get a get a message from your coach, um, don't bother to bring boots today. Yeah, to bring your running shoes. Yeah, <laughs> and that's when you knew it was gonna be a shit one. Eh? Uh, uh, shit, man. Uh, yeah, um, it's giving me like Vietnam flashbacks here. I will, <laughs> yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Moving on to Matt's pride, the Sunwolves, who were leading the Brumbies at halftime and certainly looked a hell of a lot better. And Hosea Sumaki, the Tongan Godzilla. Got two tries. Matt, that must have been the best fucking moment for you ever. It warrants an F-bomb for me to, to, for me to put it out there. Am I allowed and I told you so just for one player, not necessarily the entire result? When it comes to Sun Wolves, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay, it's okay. Also, Ben's pick on the other wing as well, that Miley Cyrus lookalike, or the one with the Miley Cyrus hair. He was also pretty damn good with them. I just love how both of them, just every ball they got, they were like, ah, let's try and run it, even from our try line. No, Lemecki got a bunch of fantasy points, but I, I don't really see him do like, that I just, much. Or maybe I just, I just noticed const- him. I just constantly heard his name. I just, Lemecki, yep. Lemecki, Lemecki, and I yeah, couldn't yeah, see yeah, him. But I'm, and I just couldn't see I'm, him for I'm, the life of me. I'm pretty sure that that's because Maloney kept getting him confused with Samaki. I think so too because at one point I know what was cooking. Do you, do you think the Aussie commentators were actually there? Because I know last year uh, I, I have my doubts. Hey, they're always like saying, "Oh, it's a wonderful occasion here." I'm thinking, no, they're probably chilling in a studio in Sydney or wherever the Fox headquarters yeah. is. 
No, there's no chance of the Aussies. The Aussie commentators were there. It was, it was freezing. Did you check how cold it was there in Tokyo? Uh, I saw some of the bench players of the Sunwolves wrapped up in those huge puffer jackets. They had a very gangster. No, there was like one guy who had like three or four puffer jackets, like two across his legs. And, so, yeah, no, I don't think the Aussies bothered to make that trip up there. Well, Matt, being our, our Sunwolves analyst, do you, do you immediately see the work that Jamie Joseph, Tony Brown and the like that they're putting in? I kind of felt like they're running from depth a bit better. Um, that the guys are certainly motivated. Let me put it that way. But overall, as yeah, a, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, look, I, there definitely is a bit of building on from last year to this year. And yeah, like I was saying, like you saying now, and bearings repeating ourselves, they definitely are running with the ball a lot better now. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, that one pushover try, what the that mall try, which, which I think half the backline joined in as well. Simaki's first try was brilliant. Yeah, yeah that's such... That, that, that's fierce. That's like, you know, the old school scrums where after a while, everyone could just get involved? Yeah. Yeah. Or like like the scrum half would be like, oh, we're going for a pushover, bye, and then next thing you see the centre running over, like, joins on it next to the flag. Like, I, I couldn't you know, believe it. I think that's... I think that isn't... I just... Roll us back to roll us back to when the Japanese beat beat the Springboks. Didn't they get a all over try like that with half the backline joining in too? Something like that. But, but it's like, not a bad tactic. What, no, what's what's up? You've you've committed to the mall. You might as well chuck your backline yeah, in there and just keep going. I mean, especially if it's like two meters away, just keep going. Oh. Yeah. Just leave your fullback. Leave your fullback out to cover the other eight guys on the field. Mm. Oh. I, I, I personally would be a bit pissed off as a forward if I like emerge from the mall and the wings fucking scored somehow. Though, oh. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain because that was my wing. That was my fantasy points that scored there. So yeah. I'm not gonna complain. No, from from a bloody well, well mall. Done. Well, I know Josh. Well, the, the, the Brumbies got their own back uh, with their own mall with Josh uh, Man Ray. Man Ray, he got a try. Um, Christian Leofano, he steered the ship quite well. It was quite a, and they didn't panic, the Brambies. It was quite a professional uh, performance. Leofano, you're going to say it again? No, I was going to say, all credit to the Brambies, they did uh, definitely play professional. Jeez, you just cut off Ben. I was, I was trying to speak to Ben, Matt. And you just did Ben say anything? No, I didn't but, say anything. I, I don't know, Adam. You're just putting pressure on me. I'm trying to think of something to say. Now. <laughs> no, but I thought you were going to say something because uh, you nearly got the Stormers thing right. So I still thought you had a bit of mirth. Go, going from oh, that. Oh, no, no, no. No, but remember, I, I, I counseled caution. I said the Brumbies would win, but by not as much as we thought. That's true. I, I'm, I did think it would be a blowout, so I must apologize. I was indeed incorrect. I see Nasirani switching teams. He got through a crap load of work. He also dropped a few clangers, so hopefully he's handing. Gets a little bit better, especially because he's in my fantasy team, and <laughs> and, uh, and Tom Banks was solid. So overall, uh, I think a thoroughly professional performance uh, by the Brumbies. And if if Lele Afano gets injured, um, they're gonna uh, it's gonna be a bit more difficult for him. He's absolutely key. I, I'd probably say probably one of the best fives in Australia after the Waratahs chap. Foley. Foley. Thank you. I was um, can, can I can I just say something about the Sunwolves supporters? Mm. I was okay. Firstly, that wolf howl was awesome. But I love that wolf in the scrums. In the scrums, it was fantastic. <laughs> I, I was just, I was just looking at the. I'm just, you know, Super Rugby on Facebook, yeah. and they had like the result, like Sunwolves Brumbies, and all the Japanese people were like writing, all the Sunwolves fans, and they're like, um, "We tried really hard, and I think we are improving. But best of luck to the Brumbies for the rest of the season. They played really well, yeah. like." That was like consistently the comments, like win with honor. Good job, Sunwolves. We're proud of you. But well done, Brumbies. You played really well. And then you compare it to fucking Sport Twenty Four comments oh, or whatever, God. where it's just like basically <laughs> Nazi propaganda. Oh. And I was yeah, like, it's just... nice to see some nice people in the world. No, they're happy. Yeah. They all have smiles in their faces, freezing their asses off, but they're waving their little flags around. They're howling. Also, dig the hell, by the way. That's always a bit of a highlight for me. My wife digs it too. She's she's actually probably a Sunwolves fan. After the Lions, the Sunwolves is definitely her second team. Was, uh, I, I would I would <laughs> say I would say the Sunwolves probably had the biggest crowd of the the biggest crowd of the weekend. Yeah, close to it, hey. And very likely, yeah. Hmm. So, uh, Sunwolves, more to watch. I'm not quite sure who they're playing next week, but we will look at at that. The uh, Rebels shortly. Rebels. Oh, really? Okay, that's. I think they I think they in Melbourne. Okay. Oh, Sunwolves Rebels in. Uh, Sunwolves have a home fixture. I don't yeah. know where. 
Uh, oh, oh. Yeah. Stop playing in Singapore. They must only play in Japan. Uh, yeah, no, I especially, especially now, because I mean they've got a huge advantage because mm. it's cold. Yeah. So, maybe speaking, uh, speaking of the cold, uh, Damian McKenzie had some hot and cold goings at ten. How's that, how's that for a um, segue? That's not not my worst. It's <laughs> not my worst. I I watched the. It, entire... it would have been a better segue <laughs> if you didn't draw attention to the segue. Uh, yeah, that's true. But but what I can but I draw what I can draw your attention to is how the Chiefs <laughs> managed to um, melt down somewhat. I think they got a little bit unlucky. The, uh-huh. pen, the penalty try that the Crusaders were given, I felt it was a penalty try. Ooh. I know that I, no, well he stopped the try and it was a high tackle. I don't know if it was worth a yellow card. But it, I don't really understand how it can be a high tackle if the guy's head is knee height at the time. I, you know, I mean, no, that, that's, that's kind of the practicalities the law isn't taken into account by the letter of the law I don't blame the referee has to, there has to be at some at some point uh, a kind of like if you if you take the risk if you do this you obviously gain a playing advantage but you have to accept yeah. the risk mm. no, so if that. someone like if you know you can basically run at a guy just dive at his knees and he can't touch you like it's I don't know it's it seems uh, like a, a bit of confusion in the laws. There was, yeah, well, I mean, there was one about, it was, when was it? It was Jacques Potgieter when he was still playing for the Waratahs, where guy was going along the ground and he stopped him just in front of the line. But of course, obviously, he's now flat on the ground. So he made contact with his head and neck and mm. penalty try, yellow card. Yeah, but, like, but where, I, I, I'm thinking that if, if this continues to be the trend, and and we see more and more of this. They're gonna they're gonna have to ban diving for the try line. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> no, I, I I hear what you're saying, Ben. It's it, it's a competitive because advantage. I, 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 yeah, I no. can't see uh, because you can also now, especially if it's a bit wet, you can dive from almost five meters out mm. and yeah. just sort of r- ride the kind of r- ride wow. the way. Something that yeah. well, I mean, it's 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 difficult though, right? Because you got to you got to strike a balance between player safety, which is obviously the that's kind of like the central or the cornerstone of rugby laws at the moment um, is yeah, player yeah. safety, and with good reason. Like obviously, mm. um, it's it is a priority, but like, how do you balance that with you know the rule of law or like you know ju- uh, like sort of honouring the fact that the tackling player is also just a human and like you can't impose un- unfair standards on him so that's like my biggest gripe with the rules now about jumping or like tackling a player in the air right mm. because you can have the same yeah. action ten, 10 times in a row with vastly different outcomes depending on how the tackled player responds physically mm. so if the tackled player yeah. is like let's say Ben Smith and really good under the high ball and just a supreme athlete and, and possibly a Jedi master, um, he can land on his feet. And there's actually no sanction really whatsoever in most cases. Technically, it should be it should still be a penalty because you tackled the, the guy in the air. But most referees won't give anything. They'll just say, play on. If he lands on his back, they'll be like, oh, penalty. Probably not too much more. If he lands on his shoulder, they'll probably send you off for 10 minutes. And if he lands on his head, you're looking at a red card. Mm. No, you, a you're, you're a murderer, basically. But yeah. yeah, exactly. And like your, your, the, the, the tackling player's intention hasn't changed at all, right? So he hasn't been any more negligent or any more malicious. It's just he can't, you know, he can't control how robust the tackle player is and how likely he is to land in a safe position. So it just seems very unfair from a legal certainty point of view to have such a wide range of penalties for essentially the same action and the same intention. Yeah, as soon as they're punishing the outcome rather than the action, they, they've they lost the purpose of what they're doing. Yes, I agree. Yes. But the, the, it mm-hmm. is difficult to, to simply punish the, the action without having due regard for the outcome in this case because we are talking about player safety, right? So if, yeah. you talk, if you think about that in the context of like the low dive and the low tackle just on the try line, you know, what what ought the, t- the defending player to do in that situation? Because he can't be expected to just leave the guy because he's a professional trying to win the game. But his intention is not to hurt, to hurt anyone. So, like, how do you how do you reconcile it's justifiable not. intention to stop the try with, <laughs> I don't know, depends who it is, I guess. Yeah. Um, like, with the, with the <laughs> obligation not to hurt the attacking player. I don't know. Like, it's, it's a, it is a difficult one. 
Uh, I think I think they should just allow high tackles in the attacking <laughs> 22. <laughs> well, like, I mean, so to answer my own question, like, I, mm-hmm. I don't think that there's really a way around it, but I think that they ought to they ought to penalize it because it is dangerous, right? So you need a disincentive. You need to try and get at least an incentive on the player to tackle safely, even if he physically can't do it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's completely outrageous to give a yellow card for that because it's not a professional foul. It's an unfortunate result of the physics of the situation but the, this is this is the whole thing because they all they always go on about how uh, rugby has laws not rules because yeah. you know rules rules are enforced laws are interpreted that's yeah. sort of the the byline so in, in that situation yeah. the, the ref should interpret the laws be like okay in this case fine this was the result but actually like that, this wasn't what the law was made for. Fine, give a penalty or whatever, but don't, don't yellow card penalty try seems, it doesn't seem the intention of the law. Let me say that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely a contentious one, but uh, overall a bit of a bit of a just to move away from that. Overall, a bit of a, a bit of a messy game. Um, wasn't full of quality. I know the Chiefs started strongly, but no, I, Johnny Fowler, I, I thought it. that game. I, I had that for game of the week, and it really it didn't come to much actually. Uh, and McKenzie had some good moments. He had some bad moments. Uh, like I know the Chiefs lost, but Solomon uh, Alamalu, who I picked up in our draft, just um, he's got gas. He looks like a quality prospect. So I don't know who dropped him. He looks uh, quality. Dad, um, <laughs> yes. Full, full drop soon. Oh, blissful. Full drop soon. I needed him. I think it might help me beat Matt. Sorry, Matt. David Havili's messed up. Did you see his messed up penalty? He was running up to kick the ball, and then on the side. Oh, in the wind. No, it fell over. Well, yeah, apparently the ball yeah, the sort wind. of fell over, and he skewed it to to the right. That was, that was actually my highlight. I know it seemed like a high scoring game, but um, Matelli. It, it, it wasn't really. It was kind of like the lines. It was like a. It, it seemed like a more exciting game than it was. No, it wasn't. Yeah, this wasn't that great. So, look, Crusaders, uh, they put the Chiefs to the sword. So, they they got the Stormers next week, and I think they'll be a little bit more lethal. I, a lot of New Zealand sides are rubbing off the rust anyway, and I like how they... That, it's Richard Muanga on Superbrew, not Richie, Richard Muanga. How formal on that. So, so we'll leave that aside. Uh, you mentioned the Lions. Uh, looking looking at the Lions, uh, 47-27 looks impressive, but I, I managed to catch about 30 minutes of this game and it was messy. The Lions were pushing passes. They were just yeah. trying, to, trying to do too much. I think they no, calmed down. And Dianti, oh, that jeez. Oh, his, his, his try was, was filthy. It was on, honestly, I said in the both group. Both of them. Both of them. I know the first try wasn't as flash, but even the first try, cutting inside. Yo. Oh, no, but honestly, I, I felt like I was watching an American football movie or something where he just, <laughs> like, bamboozled them and three of them ran into each other. Smash Williams. Like, like, like crying out loud, <laughs> Smash Williams. As soon as he was one-on-one with that guy, I'm like, it's a try. Like, he's cooking. Like, he could, they could have been, have been three <laughs> more defenders there and it would have helped. Like, he was, he yeah. was untouchable. <sighs> Two weeks in, and he's almost the final of the season already. Even if he like tears his ACL, touch wood, we hope that doesn't happen. He is class. He's simply fantastic. And I just kind of felt by the keep, second keep, half. Keep it, keep it up, and, and he'll, he'll get a book call up, oh, no, I reckon. Absolutely. If he yeah. carries on like this, like, you're captain the side by the big, end of the week. Uh, big, he's got a step. <laughs> uh, I just saw some posts from our Facebook group. He's from, is he from the Eastern Cape? Uh, originally, he went to Dale. Yeah, or... that side step yeah. is already. Yeah, that's yeah. what. Uh, you went to Dale. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, and I also think he only played third team. Um, <laughs> and what? They, like, they told, they told like him he was too small. Yeah, but he's, uh, I guess he, had, <laughs> he had a late growth spurt. Look, praised Varsity, praised the Varsity Cup, the biggest fan of the competition. But if it wasn't for Varsity Cup, he would have been lost to South African rugby. And good on the Lions for recognizing his talent. Swace, let's get Swasty guys again. Coming up, Trumps. Where with the pick? Even uh, Mahuza's try that Deanti sets up. Mahuza gassed. I don't, I, think, I, don't, I don't know if it was Buffelli or one of the other Yogi Aro's wings. He just ran around him. It was just so much pace. So much pace. It was actually wonderful to watch. Uh, he's a bit small, so he needs a bit of gap. Um, but overall, very scrappy. Uh, Matt, I know you, you, you also checked it out. The Argentinians, Levini, Creevy, the senior players, they didn't step up all that much. Uh, no, they were look. I don't know. The, the Jaguars looked lethargic almost. It was... No, no, I didn't enjoy that. I didn't enjoy the game at all. I mean... Besides the, the the few highlights of the good tries by the line. Yeah, like like watching because I, I watched the game 
and then I watched the highlights this morning, and I was like, watching the highlights, it actually seems like a far better game than it was. No, it was scrappy. Really yeah. Scrappy. But because the actual game was just... Yeah, the actual game was... This is this is the Lions' ability that they can play well for quite a short period mm. and in and they almost always come away with like two or three tries mm. yeah. because they they basically only played twenty minutes of proper rugby probably from about minute thirty to about minute fifty mm. they actually yeah. that's when they kind of did all the damage and then after that it was pretty much it was yeah, pretty much them just closing out the game yeah because didn't the Aguares walk through like ten easy points right in the beginning of the game. Mm. No, they got a head start on that, and yeah. uh, and then it was after the contra. I think it was a penalty try uh, that Yaki Pepe and you said uh, Matt that you went you went digging papers referring after gave the penalty try for that uh, knockdown, and he had words. But I, I I think the interpretation is that the defender has to be in front of uh, has to be in a like a, a position to make the tackle at mm. that point. I don't think they consider cross cover defence because in the England Scotland game they were having the same sort of debate where there was like an overlap or something mm. but they're like no yeah. that, the, the pass who the 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 intended recipient of the pass would have um there was a defender in line with him so that's fine even though there are three men on the outside so they don't consider like they yeah, basically consider your, your immediate path to the line they don't consider cross cover yeah, which yeah, uh, and, and it's just too much interpretation. Yeah. That 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 bit of the law gets me a little bit queasy. It's you're asking the referee. It's Yo, what, what, like, like what an empire. Have they up to this? Because it seems like what they do is they come with like a like they get briefed almost, and then they're like, okay, no, we're gonna we're gonna ref these rules really strictly this season, but in kind of yeah, they might. No, I think it's the rule book. Like it's a bit. I, I think know. there is a bit of a practice like that, though. There is definitely a, this season we're highlighting these rules. I mean, uh, the last the last two years were the years of the neck roll. I think we're going to hear hear the word neck roll a bit less now. Well, what, what, and and the the man in the air. Like I think mm, that'll also yeah. phase out. It's going to be about contact contact with head and neck and possibility of try being scored. I think that's going to be the, the buzzword. No, Sw- no, swinging arm, swinging arm oh, yeah, is yeah. definitely the buzzword oh, of the weekend. Take- Touch, just touch shoulder, touch shoulder, and swinging on with the two words I heard the most, two no. phrases no. I heard all week. Because that was another controversy. Because Quaka Smith was over the ball, then the who's the reserve Argentinian Matoya? Yes, I think so. Is yeah, something close to that. He he cleaned him, but he made contact with the head and shoulders. But then um, Gabani Bobo, I think, was commentating. Mm. He was saying that Quaka had actually put himself in a position. Where the only way to clean him off the ball was to make contact with his head and shoulders, because he basically got himself like wrapped around old uh, whoever the ball carrier was. So it's it's another one of these where you sort of you can what kind do you of do, yeah. do your job as a player and give away a penalty and possibly a yellow card, or you can leave it, but then obviously there are other negative consequences. So it's kind of a lose lose situation there. Uh, Either way, it was going to be a turnover. Mm. Well, like talk- yeah, yeah, at, at that point it was going to be, a, but you know, you don't, you don't, you play to the whistle. That's how the game works. Yeah. Like you, no, like, oh, fuck. Oh. I mean, talking of trends, um, Pepe, he had a few words to say to the Argentinians after he gave that penalty try. They had huge lip for him, and he pretty much told them, said, um, Oof, "I'm the referee." Yeah. He said, "Look, when it came to your try, he didn't bring it back. When it came to theirs, he made the decision." And he pretty much said to them, "If they ask, uh, like, complain about it, he's going to card them." It's almost like Wayne, what Wayne Barnes told Mahanoni, I think, two or three weeks ago in a European Cup game, where Mahanoni asked for a yellow card, and Wayne Barnes walked up to him and said, if you ask for a card, you get one. So I also think back chat's something that the referees, I, I, I hope they are, I'm sure they're looking at it, does need to be. Uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, because I, I, watch, I watch football. Well, sometimes I'm not a huge football watcher. I know what you but mean. But it... The, the lack of respect for the ref just gets to me all the time, yeah. and I, I, would, I would hate to see rugby move in that direction. I, I think they will crack down on it, because it used to have viable sanctions. 10 meters, yellow card, off you go. So then the impact is very visceral compared to the teams. But overall, uh, Lions, I'm not going to say sneaker win, but the scoreline, again, doesn't reflect uh, the nature of the game. A, a bit scrappy. A five, four and a half out of ten for the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, Alex, uh, you've been you've been required. Just a quick score ranking for the Lions. Um, unfortunately, that's that's one of the two games I didn't get to watch, so uh, I don't want to um, sort of wait. I, I did watch the highlights. Um, and you were my only 
You were at a wedding. I, I wasn't at a wedding. Yeah, thank <laughs> yeah. you for asking. I, I, I went to a wedding. I was invited to a wedding, which I then attended. Oh, yeah. And um, at that wedding, I was unfortunately not available to watch the rugby no, because of the wedding. So, so inconsiderate. Um, that sounds like yeah. a pretty shit wedding that they did provide you a screen above <laughs> the bride. Yeah, well, it, was, like... it was poor. Yeah. We, yeah. Full, full oh, I, I, I would, I would, I would, I would have said that... that I planned my wedding in a in an international bye week. That's that was one of my considerations. <laughs> Bless it you. was also one of the only reasons I agreed to attend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, um, I, I actually, but like just before we move off the lines, I want to yeah. just quickly ask: um, How do you guys think the the Ryan Janssen van Rensburg situation is going to resolve? I don't know because he can't be he can't be that happy sitting on the bench for the whole season. I I think there will be some rotation eventually. Yeah, like. I reckon they will kind of go go for. I think in his, I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Swayze is kind of hoping for an injury, sort of, just mm. to kind of take the decision <laughs> out of his hands. Well, look, no, like, Lionel isn't going anywhere. Um, Mapu is actually being fantastic. But, so probably between yeah. him and Foster, he'll rotate. But there's there's also now because Cornbrink and Scorsano are both due back in April. Mm. And yeah. Mahuta and uh, De, what's it, Deanti? De, yeah, De He's not going anywhere. He's like like they, you, you, you can't, you can't drop those people. But you can't have Scorsan, Cornbrink, and uh, Janse van Rensburg on the bench. Like it's the most over. Are you sure Scorsan's back in April? Yeah, that's it. Nine weeks. Yeah, that, he, didn't he? Didn't he do his ACL? Yeah. Apparently, yeah, but then they, they they had like um additional scans and stuff, and it turns out it wasn't as as severe as they thought. So he he will. Because I mean, I if I was them, I would I I mean, Mahuza's got to be the most dispensable in that backline. Mm. Yeah, so, he works hard. He's just I don't like, know if I would. Yeah, so. he, he does okay. But I mean, like, the thing is, like, he's he's the right mold for what the lines look for yeah. really. And so is Gianti, like, and Skosan <laughs> as well. Like, they just really want. Fantastic finishes, like guys who just know their way to the try line. Yeah, and yeah. so is great for that. But I think when Combrink's back, it's a no-brainer. Like he's got to start on the right wing. No, he he's, he's um, a far more complete player than any of the other yeah. wings. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. But I, I just, but I, I don't know if Skosan will get his place back just by default. Um, maybe he will. So. But if if, if Dianti continues in the current vein of form that he's been in. Hmm. Um, but I don't see how they can really justify dropping him to the bench. But yeah, I mean, with Rohan, like I was saying before, maybe the, it's a good idea to just simply give them a, like a half each and hmm. tell them like before the game, like this is where you guys are going to go. Like you're going to you get the first half, you get the second half, and then maybe against certain certain other teams, depending on their skills and weaknesses, their strengths and weaknesses, you yeah. switch it around. Like force to take a turn on the bench. But I don't know if I don't know if the players would really be happy with that because I think they both believe that they deserve to start and mm. it's kind of well, hard they, to argue. They, but they both like do. Both so to, to be honest, they they two of the they probably two of the top definitely top ten twelves in top ten inside centers in Super Rugby. Like yeah. like either of them could probably get a starting place in seventy percent of the other teams. Yeah. yeah, I think that's pretty fair. So yeah, I don't know. Like uh, I I'm I'm a little bit worried that. Like Ron sitting here on the bench thinking, just you know, life was good, sales sharks, and now now what? Yeah, like I'm just I'm very much hoping that Swayze. Uh, I'm sure this is happening that he will be communicating with him, saying that look. Yeah, we, yeah, like mm. as long as there's as long as there's a but also Manisi's there as well, hey? Like, oh, that's true. Because at, at the moment their bench is actually not balanced at all, just because he, they're trying to accommodate sort of all this kind of center talent. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, look, speaking speaking of talent or, or lack thereof, the Hurricanes, the definitely from one of the most okay. So, so can, can we also <laughs> mention Lionel Mapu is having a great. He he at the moment to me at the moment he's a Springbok thirteen. Oh, uh, true. No, he's outstanding. He's offload mm-hmm. to who was it? Who got the try? I think was it. I can't remember. He offloaded uh, the try. And it was Kutia. Uh, yes, yeah, that's right. Your flight, yeah, which, which irritates me. But Thomas, uh, I, I actually, you know, when you picked him for in the draft, I was like, what, what's he doing? And then, then, the, then the penny dropped. I, 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 good. <laughs> then, then you realise that. But the one, there was one final thing in Mapu before we move off the game. It seems like he gets the ball. He takes a couple of steps and he puts his head down. Out of nowhere, he accelerates. Some, I don't know. He seems to always. But he doesn't. He attacks see space. He, he doesn't yeah, he, see. 
as he doesn't seem like he should be breaking as many tackles and going through right. as many gaps. Uh, like, I don't know. Obviously, he seems to have like a bird's eye view of the game or something because <laughs> he, he often does stuff that he doesn't seem to have the right to do, let's say that. No, it's true. <laughs> and he's always attacking space. So um, I 100% agree with you. He's, he's been fantastic. So he's not being dislodged anytime soon. But speaking of dislodged, see see what I did there? We're going back to the Hurricanes. They've uh, They've been dislodged anywhere near the top of the New Zealand conference. I know it's only week one, um, but I needed to say something. <laughs> they, they, they done. They should have relegation. Yeah, it, it was a season-defining game, losing to the Blue Bulls at home. Excuse me, the Vodacom Bulls, uh, pardon me. In 21-19 at Loftus, I unfortunately wasn't able to watch the game. I watched the last five minutes. Uh, you off, missed out. Off my, off my mate's phone. So tell me about John Mitchell's Bulls. <laughs> I was at a concert and he whooped it out in his phone. I was like, no, no freaking no. way. There goes my grandstand point. The Super Bowl and Agra uh-huh. standpoint. So, uh, tell me what what the hell happened. I saw the highlights with Lurte Yaga uh, striving around, striding away like a crane, just moving very slowly and eventually make it to the try line. That's probably the highlight of the game from seeing the highlights. Lurte Yaga charging into space, off an offload oh, okay. from his fellow lock partner RG Snayman or Archia Snayman. So, what's going on? Are the Bulls suddenly back? Can, can, can I can I just say imagine imagine you're a you played lock in your in your life so so you appreciate what Lude did and Lude was in your fantasy side imagine how psyched that would get you very where was he in your fantasy and that's side? that's how psyched I was <laughs> oh, that 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 try we... that try was straight through Alex's heart <laughs> it, it really was dude like I I was actually like I'd been doing the maths the whole weekend. And Ben had been like in front of me the whole, like pretty much from, from game one, Ben had the lead on me. And I kept thinking, you know, it's okay. I still got like Sam Lucy and uh, Warren Whiteley and like a couple of guys in the last two games of the weekend, which are the two that I didn't get to watch. And um, lo and behold, checked halfway through the wedding, checked my phone for the fantasy scores. And I just see everyone going wild on Twitter about Ludiaka <laughs> and check online. He's got like fucking 30 to 40 points or something stupid. <laughs> Then I got drunk. Mm. No, no, but but the the Bulls, you you know when you know when the Cheetahs played, you know how the style of rugby they played. Yeah. And sometimes and sometimes it would come off and it would just be magical. Every now that, and then they defend. That seems to be the style the Bulls are going for, but with lots and lots of line speed on defense, like mm. like like huge like I would they obviously, I think, once teams kind of clock what they're up to, the, some gaps and stuff will be exposed. But at the moment, they they shut the Hurricanes down, eh? mm. and that's yeah. that is that is not an easy thing to do. Shutting the Hurricanes down, like far far better teams have tried and failed. So good on them. Also uh, mentioned to Jesse Creel, finally fucking figured out how to run straight. Him, like Mitchell was like Jesse, run straight, and he's like, "Oh, that's but, why my rugby's been such a fuck up lately. I've been running sideways. Think, the try line's think, in front of me. What a fucking surprise!" Like Jesse, <laughs> really good Mitch, Mitchell sort of invented a drill drill for Jesse by taking him to an office block and just having him charging up and down the corridor. You know, you know those things. You know those things race horses have, so they can't like see the other horses. Yeah, oh, the blinders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that's what maybe he makes some practice in those or something because I don't know. But suddenly he wasn't everything. Like he where and do you know what also summed up the performance for me was um, Pollard sort of made a charge down and he mm. put a kick through. Yeah, and the Jesse yeah. Creel's right on him. They I think it was Artie Severe. They just kind of yeah. counteract yes. the shit out of him. Yes, turn over the ball. Good First person. receiver there was was the prop. Was all yeah, Pierre Skuma. And yeah. to me, that just sums up the work ethic of the mm. Bulls in that game. They wanted it so much more than the Hurricanes because mm. the Hurricanes, at the same time, half their forward pack was still like observing the the situation from. Like, well, I think it's, it, it, it's three factors, uh, and you've just touched on one of them, uh, Ben. Fitness. Chris Boyd, after that, he was filthy with the game. He said that they've been preparing this for this game for months, but they ran out of steam. Um, they, I, I have a feeling that they're also a little bit overconfident, considering how easily that they won 
Last year, I know I him say that, oh, we're not going to be overconfident, but, uh, you know, there's a little bit of yeah, like that, it, that sort of thing. Hard to, it's easy to say and hard to do. To no, exactly. And um, and then they just wanted it more. All those few factors. So the fitness, I think, 100% is a very good indicator of where the Bulls are at the moment. And the fact that the likes of Trevor Nyakani dropped, he wasn't involved at all. Adrian Strauss on the bench, Rudy Page. I mean, John he, he's, he's, looking a, he's looking a lot leaner, Adrian Strauss. Like, I was looking oh, really? at his face. He looks a bit sort of gaunter. Well, like just, just, just interesting choice of words. No, that's just that's just that's just the retirement creeping up. No, no, he looks he looks in better nick than I've seen him possibly ever look. Like he's looking a lot fitter and stronger. Yeah, well, he's still not starting. No, uh, yeah, uh, that's indicative. Okay, can I just? I think say, I, think I, I think I remember telling you guys that Jakub Fasaki was going to be preferred to Marikula. Do we have that? You I, feel like I think you did mention it. Oh, in the last episode. I don't record if he did say it was in the last episode. Uh, it, was in the, it was in the last episode. Yeah, I was going to say... It's likely Anything I don't believe, I'm going to say it's in the last episode. It's like, no, no. no, no the last episode, the last episode was like peak tar. That, that, that was my best material. <laughs> you, you, were, you were so well prepared after that. You were just like, fuck it up. <laughs> we can peak like, That's like, not well, going to record it anymore, though. Yeah, after that I realized I was, I was dealing with amateurs. It just wasn't, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> yeah, Matt, and like a, a poor people as well. Yeah, Matt, you're gonna say? I was gonna say the worst. Uh, we did cover the bulls in that episode, so it is That's more than likely. It's true. Yeah, That's so, well. Can I can I just make a point? Because yeah. whenever teams play, the, whenever teams play the Lions, they talk about the altitude. You know, they bang yeah. on about the altitude yeah. the last twenty minutes. Blah blah blah. Yeah. No one talks about that. With, with the Bulls, and really they're pretty much on the same altitude. No, they are. Um, and it's actually, so, it's a misnomer. People but always assume, think, Bulls, excuse me, sorry for interrupting you, but people always assume Loftus is higher than, than Ellis Park. It's actually the other way around. Or, or Soccer City. Yeah, but it, it, it's sort of... It's, it's got to be close, kind of, though. But it's, it's meters. Like, <laughs> but for, like, traditionally that the Bulls have played quite a slow game. Yeah. So altitude hasn't really benefited them as much. Mm. But now with the sort yeah. of this very fast game, suddenly the altitude's becoming a big factor because other teams are running out of gas, you know, well, other teams, the one team they've played, <laughs> are running out of gas, you know, 60 minutes, which, you know, the Lions have been playing off that for the last three or four years now, so mm-hmm. maybe it's time the Bulls started using their, their altitude as well. Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, more Bulls games. I know it hurts for me to say that because I just have the highway and I have a very much... I'm not a big Bulls fan, let's just say. Not living in Joburg and having them just... I know they're there. I just know all the Bulls fans are just over the horizon, past, past Madrid, but it, it's going to be interesting. Sure, living in Joburg, there's Sharks fans all around <sighs> you, Bulls fans to the left. No, before, like... before this concert, I went... I We had six people in my lounge. Okay, one granted was from the KZN. The rest of them were from Gauteng. Four Sharks fans, you know, out, out of six. And most people are from Gauteng. It's a goddamn disgrace. That's all I'm saying. They're just they're breeding. At least they at least they stuck with it. Do you know what? Because <laughs> fine, people support the Sharks, people support the Bulls, whatever. Mm. But I cannot stand someone who changes teams. Yeah, that's true. Um, it, but it, like, if if, so, if someone tells me what team they support when they're seven, I will lock that memory away. And if they ever if they ever change their mind, I will completely ex- uh, discommunicate them from my life. Well, are you I'm, I'm worried. I'm I'm worried now because I'm worried now what Ben thinks of me. But I, with these fledgling sides that I like to support, you're you're a Kings fan, Matt. No, no, that's fine. Primarily, but, but that gives blood. that gives yeah. you the that gives you the discretion, blood. so you can because you can change your second side just based on like who you like. But yeah. your, the team you support that has to be that has I'm to su- be like. Ingrained. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't say that I'm like a Southern Spears or Mighty Elephants fan. You know, just roll it all the way back in the pedigree. Roll it all the way. Should he border bulldogs? No, 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 not border bulldogs. It's, it's, let's keep it in the. Let's keep it on this side of Grandstar. Oh, uh, uh, okay. uh, too, uh, too good for the border bulldogs. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, fuck. Did you see that one? No, they they just have the worst kids. <laughs> I was actually going to start I, I, a race. I, I, I guarantee you, if it involves the border board, the border bulldogs, we haven't seen it, man. Yeah, they, they get <laughs> I was going to say they, they've actually had some. I was about to come up with some shockers, but I was like, no, it's not even worth it. No. It's like there was one with like it was like yellow with like navy blue drops on it, and there was one that had like a a little almost like the Super Mario games, a little brick pattern. Like yeah. that was the entire. <laughs> 